Hello and welcome to the Bible Difficulties and Answers podcast. I'm your host, Lance Smith. Last week, we spent some time giving some groundwork on the cosmological argument. That simply something outside of a space, time, and matter had to explode or create the universe into being. In essence, something that is spaceless, timeless, and immaterial. That something is a theistic God. Today, we're going to discuss the fine-tuning of the universe as an argument for the existence of God. Now, this is known as the teleological argument. Now, can you imagine if I titled this episode the teleological argument? Forget about any downloads with that title. Again, like last week with the cosmological argument, I will attempt to make the fine-tuning of the universe argument easy to understand. A quick disclaimer. Today, we will be dealing with numbers. And I understand numbers don't always translate well in a podcast. I will attempt to help illustrate what the numbers are telling us through some examples. If something is not clear, please reach out to me directly at our email address, and I'll attempt to help clarify. The reason we follow the cosmological argument with the fine-tuning of the universe argument is that the Big Bang was not just a scattered explosion of some material that already existed somehow in the universe. Instead, The Big Bang was a guided and highly fine-tuned event that continues to be guided to this day. The images from NASA's James Webb Telescope shows the universe expanding still in every direction. This matches what Edwin Hubble discovered back in 1929. From NASA's Hubble site, a blog post entitled, One of Hubble's Key Projects Nails Down Nearly a Century of Uncertainty, says, And I quote, in 1929, Edwin Hubble provided the first observational evidence for the universe having a finite age. Using the largest telescope of the time, he discovered that the more distant a a galaxy is from us, the faster it appears to be receding into space. This means that the universe is expanding uniformly in all directions. Hubble noted that light from faraway galaxies appeared to be stretched to longer wavelengths or redded, a phenomenon called redshift, end quote. Eventually, scientists using the expansion rate worked backwards to determine the universe as approximately 13.8 billion years old. Now, I know there are some young Earth creationists who have the Earth at around 6,000 to 10,000 years old. They have some pretty interesting arguments for that as well. However, the overall age of the universe is not the important question here for today's podcast. And personally, I don't think it's a question God has for us in heaven either. What we're focused on is the incredible fine-tuning that has to exist in order for life as we know it to exist. Now, we have a universe that is continually expanding in all directions, yet is somehow all held together. And how is that even possible? Why don't we let some atheistic or agnostic physicists and other scientists help make that case for us? From the Simple to Remember website, an article entitled The Fine-Tuning of the Universe, Dr. David Deutsch, Institute of Mathematics, Oxford University says, and I quote, if we nudge one of these constants just a few percent in one direction, stars burn out within a million years of their formation and there's no time for evolution. If we nudge it a few percent in the other direction, then no elements heavier than helium form, no carbon, no life, not even any chemistry. There's no complexity at all, close quote. Similarly, 
From the same article, Dr. Paul Davies, noted author and professor of theoretical physics at Adelaide University, quotes, the really amazing thing is not that life on Earth is balanced on a knife edge, but the entire universe is balanced on a knife edge. It would be total chaos if any of the natural constants were off even slightly. You see, Davis adds, even if you dismiss man as a chance happening, the fact remains that the universe seems unreasonably suited to the existence of life, almost contrived. You might say a, a put-up job, close quote. Now, in his best-selling book, A Brief History of Time, Stephen Hawking, who is perhaps the world's most famous cosmologist, refers to the phenomenon as remarkable. And this is a quote from Hawking. The remarkable fact is that the values of these numbers, i.e. the constants of physics, seems to have been so finely adjusted to make, the possible, to make possible the development of life. For example, Hawking writes, if the electric charge of the electron had only been slightly different, stars would have been unable to burn hydrogen and helium or else they would not have exploded. Close quote. So in layman's terms, what does this all mean? Simply, the universe would go through a complete cycle of expansion and contraction before life could arise or would expand so rapidly that no galaxies or stars can form. In other words, it's designed precisely. So how precisely are we talking about here? Dr. William Lane Craig references several examples in his blog post, Does God Exist? Quoting, for example, the physicist P.C.W. Davies has calculated that a change in the strength of gravity or of the atomic weak force by only one part in 10 to the 100th power, that's 10 with 100 zeros, would have prevented a life-permitting universe. The cosmological constant which drives the inflation of the universe and is responsible for the recently discovered acceleration of the universe's expansion is inexplicably fine-tuned to around one part in 10 to the 120th power. That's 10 with 120 zeros. Roger Penrose of Oxford University has calculated that the odds of the Big Bang's low entropy condition existing by chance are on the order of one to the 123rd power. Again, we're talking 123 zeros here. Penrose comments, I can't even recall seeing anything else in physics whose accuracy is known to approach, even remotely, a figure like one part in 10 to the 123rd power. And it's not just each constant or quantity, he continues, which must be exquisitely fine-tuned. Their ratios to one another must also be finely tuned. So it's improbability multiplied by improbability by improbability until our minds are reeling in incomprehensible numbers, close quote. So we have reputable physicists and other scientists that are overwhelmed by the exacting nature of the fine-tuning of the universe. I know some of these numbers are too daunting, so let's find an easy way to make sense of it. An example I heard recently, and again, this is just an illustrative example, was that if you took a tape measure and you ran it across the entire universe, if the fine-tuning was off by just one inch on that tape measure, the universe would have collapsed upon itself milliseconds after the Big Bang. Obviously, we know that the universe exists, but why are we here on Earth able to exist? In a blog post entitled The Argument from Cosmic Fine-Tuning, it says, and this is a long quote here, but it's some good stuff. Beginning the quote, there exist many physical factors that must be precisely set for any planet to be hospitable. 
to life. Life must be in the right type of galaxy. There are three types of galaxies, elliptical, irregular, and spiral. Elliptical galaxies lack the heavy elements needed to support life. Irregular galaxies have too many supernova explosions. Only spiral galaxies can foster life. The Milky Way is a spiral galaxy. Continuing, life must also be in the right location in the galaxy. We are situated in the right place in the Milky Way. If we were too close to the center of the galaxy, which would be closer to the black hole, harmful radiation would make life impossible. Conversely, if our planet was too far out in the periphery, not enough heavy elements would be available for the construction of habitable planets. Continuing, life must also have the right type of star. Stars act as energy sources for life. Most stars are too large, too bright, or too unstable to support life. The size and age of the sun enhances the Earth's hospitality. If the Earth were moved 1% closer to the sun, bodies of water would vaporize, and life would not be possible. If the Earth were as much as 2% further from the sun, its waters would freeze. In addition, Earth has a nearly circular orbit, which ensures a constant distance from the sun, ensuring that seasonal changes are not too severe. The other planets in our solar system contribute greatly to the Earth's habitability. For example, the massive gas giant Jupiter acts as a cosmic vacuum cleaner, protecting the Earth from incoming comets. Likewise, Mars protects the Earth from incoming asteroids. If the Earth did not have a moon of the right size and shape, our planet would not be able to sustain life. The moon stabilizes the Earth's tilt, in turn preventing extreme temperatures and creating a stable, bio-friendly environment. End of quote. <laughs> wow. Now we have mathematical precise calculations in order to have a universe existing, a spiral galaxy in the Milky Way, a perfect location away from black holes, and, the, and a habitable planet, the perfect location from a star for life energy sources, a nearly circular orbit for non-severe seasonal changes, additional planets to help protect us from comets and asteroids, and finally a moon to help sustain life. There is so much foresight and planning, it leads to only one conclusion, and that's an intelligent design. And again, that's what we refer to at this moment as a theistic God. I want to conclude this section of the podcast with one of the more interesting quotes I've come across in my research. All these scientific insights over the last decades led the late Robert Jastrow, the first chairman of NASA's Lunar Exploration Committee and a self-proclaimed agnostic, to write, For the scientist who has lived by his faith in the power of reason, the story ends like a bad dream. He has scaled the mountains of ignorance. He is about to conquer the highest peak. As he pulls himself over the final rock, he is greeted by a band of theologians who have been sitting there for centuries. Close quote. So just like the cosmological argument gave us the foundation of a beginning of space, time, and matter, the fine-tuning of the universe, or teleological argument, gives us a foundation for the physical aspects of the universe, which are so highly fine-tuned to an almost unimaginable level for life to exist here on Earth. We have the beginnings of the universe, and now we have the fine-tuning of the universe for life here on Earth, making our case for God. Next week, we're going to take our third and final step for the philosophical evidence for the existence of God, and that's known as the moral argument. You may reach us at our website, bibledifficultiesandanswers.podbean.com, or you may reach out to me directly at our email address, bibledifficultiesandanswers at gmail.com. 
with any questions, comments, concerns, fits of righteous indignation, or just to say hi. Also, please like and subscribe to this podcast, and also write a review and give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeart, or your podcast venue of choice. It really does help us get the word out about the most amazing book ever written. Again, I'm Lance Smith. Until next time, I wish you good luck, good health, and God bless. So long, everybody.